Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Exodus 3. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would consider ourselves and if we are willing to do what you want us to do, we pray that we would work for you in your strength. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Exodus 3. And Moses was a shepherd with the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west of the desert, and he came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. And the angel of Yahweh appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and there was the bush burning with fire, but the bush was not being consumed. And Moses said, Let me turn aside and see this great sight. Why does the bush not burn up? And Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see, and God called to him from the midst of the bush, and he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, You must not come near to here. Take off your sandals from on your feet, because the place on which you are standing, it is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face because he was afraid of looking at God. And Yahweh said, Surely I have seen the misery of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry of distress because of their oppressors, for I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from this land to a good and wide land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now look, the cry of distress of the Israelites has come to me, and also I see the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. And now come, and I will send you to Pharaoh, and you must bring my people, the Israelites, out from Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the Israelites out from Egypt? And he said, Because I am with you, and this will be the sign for you, that I myself have sent you. When you bring the people out from Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, Look, if I go to the Israelites, and I say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they say, What is his name? Then what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, So you must say to the Israelites, I am sent me to you. God again said to Moses, So you must say to the Israelites, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my remembrance from generation to generation. Go and gather the elders of Israel and say to them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I have carefully attended to you and what has been done to you in Egypt. And I said, I will bring you up from the misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. 
and they will listen to your voice, and you will go, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and you will say to him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us, and now let us please go on a journey of three days into the desert, and let us sacrifice to Yahweh our God. But I myself know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go, unless compelled by a strong hand. And I will stretch out my hand, and I will strike Egypt with all of my wonders that I will do in its midst. And afterward, he will release you. And I will give this people favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. And then, when you go, you will not go empty-handed. And a woman will ask from her neighbor, and from the woman dwelling as an alien in her house, for objects of silver, and objects of gold, and garments, and you will put them on your sons and on your daughters, and you will plunder Egypt. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 2, we had the birth of Moses, and how he tried to help his fellow Hebrews, and how that didn't work out the way he intended, so he had to run away to Midian. He got married, had a son, and spent time tending sheep. So, chapter 3 starts with Moses shepherding sheep for his father-in-law. Another 40 years has passed, so Moses would be about 80 years old now. Basically, Moses has had two lifetimes here. His first life was his Egyptian life. His second life was his married life in Midian tending sheep. It seems that Moses has given up on those ideas he had of helping his people and has settled into a simple life of hard work. But one day, he sees a bush on fire that doesn't burn up. So Moses goes to investigate. God calls to him and says, Moses, Moses. That repeated name is something that typically God does in the Bible. I think it shows a special, personal love for the person to repeat their name. God knows Moses and loves Moses. God tells Moses that this is holy ground, so he has to take off his sandals. The sandals would be dirty, so the idea is not to bring the unholy dirt to this holy place. So God introduces himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says he has seen the suffering of his people in Egypt, and he is going to deliver them. And God says he will send Moses to Egypt to bring out his people. Moses immediately starts pointing out all the reasons why he is not the man for the job. Verse 11, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out from Egypt? But God's answer isn't to build Moses' self-esteem here. He doesn't point out how he has trained Moses for this purpose. God's answer is that he will be with Moses. So Moses' next problem is that he doesn't know God's name. Verse 14, And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, So you must say to the Israelites, I am sent me to you. In Hebrew, this is very similar to the name Yahweh. It isn't quite the same, but God seems to be connecting it here. We have to remember that names had meanings to them, much more than names have meanings to us today. So the meaning God is giving to his name is that he is. There's a lot to that idea. So God tells Moses to go and tell his name to the elders of the Israelites and tell them that he is going to bring them out of Egypt to the land of Canaan, which he calls a land flowing with milk and honey. God tells Moses that he will bring the people back to this place where God was appearing to Moses when they leave Egypt. 
Then after that, Moses will go to the king of Egypt and tell him that they need to go sacrifice to God. But the king of Egypt will not allow them to go unless he is forced to. So God is going to strike the Egyptians to force them to let the Israelites leave. Then when they leave, the Israelites will ask the Egyptians for silver, gold, and garments, which were all valuable, and they would give them so that the Israelites would take a lot of wealth out of Egypt when they leave. And now for a deeper dive. In Moses' previous life in Egypt, he thought that somehow he would help his people, the Hebrews. It didn't work out. So now Moses is older and wiser, or hardened. And he isn't going to make that mistake again. But God is appearing to Moses to go and lead the people out of Egypt. This is bigger than Moses probably ever considered when he was in Egypt. The difference here is that God is the one doing it and using Moses. In our strength, we fail. When it is God working, we cannot fail. But then, we don't get to be calling the shots and deciding what will get done. We have to work God's plan. Moses' name means to draw out. The Egyptian princess called him that because she drew Moses out of the water. But now, God is drawing Moses out and using Moses to draw his people out of Egypt. Let's think about God's name for a minute. God has been called many names in Genesis. God Almighty, or God who sees. And these names indicate some aspects of God. But his name, Yahweh, which means I am that I am, sort of stands for God. There's no one like him. And that he always is. He doesn't change. He says he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus made a point about that. He said in Luke 20, verse 38, Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living. For all live to him. So we are alive to God. But are we alive for God? Are we ready to do what God wants? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.